Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. My sister asked you a question. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Why are you still talking to me? <laughs> we are on this week's episode, Talk Television. This is episode 94. Five. It got a little confusing last week. This is the week of the 29th, the Tuesday following the season finale of Game of Thrones. We talk TV. This week we're talking season seven, episode seven of Game of Thrones, The Dragon and the Wolf. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. <sighs> Tell us a limerick. I like limericks. Just contact cool. us. Let us know you're out there. Um, this this episode we just like this wasn't an was this an official pick? Like Karen, yes, is this we're your calling pick? this my official pick? Okay, so you cho- you chose this episode, I which did. which was kind of a. It was, I don't want to say a hassle because I knew I was going to watch the season, but I hadn't watched a single episode of this season when you chose this episode. So my my week's worth of watching was Game of Thrones. So my uh, my timing, my, my facts may be a little off for just this singular episode, but holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a wrap up. Oh. Yep. This I mean, whole season moved really fast for a game uh, for a season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I it didn't help that it was a a considerably shorter season. Um, I forgot that the final episode was the ninety minute one. So when I started, I was like, "Oh, just just an hour left." Okay, oh, an hour and a half. Nice. Yep. Nice. So. Speaking of nice, how about that Jon Snow, huh? Mm. <laughs> gratuitous Heine shot. <laughs> uh, nothing gratuitous about that, sir. Oh, come that on. That was 100% necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have an ass like that, I'd be showing it off at every opportunity. It's, it's a valid point. I mean, really, that True. man deserves to be seen naked by as many people as possible. And for the number of naked women you've seen on this show, come on. All right. Truth. All right. Good point. Good point. Um, so this episode in particular, this was the reveal of the White Walkers to the Lannisters. The... Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the hunting was before so a number of meetings and a big old i don't even want to say a fight because it wasn't really a fight <laughs> like the end yeah it was the white walkers versus a wall <laughs> yeah and, and i'm gonna throw this out there spoiler warning yeah the wall did not fare well 
<laughs> Not against the ice dragon, no. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Now, um, my my coworkers refused to discuss Game of Thrones with me, even though I have no problems with spoilers. But we got to... I got to episode seven. Or no, episode six. And I called, like I said, this is what I've seen. We discussed it. And then the guy who sits next to me, I'm like, this is what I see. The dragon's coming back. Daenerys is a red herring and and like two other things. And I go, how close am I? Because he had seen it all. He's like, I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm like, Come on. And I, I, I was like 85, 90% right. Because about what? Okay. The, the dragon came back. As soon as I saw that dragon hit the ice, I knew it was coming back as, a, as an ice dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, that I also called that Cersei is going to make nice, but stab everybody in the back or attempt to stab well, everybody yeah, in the back. Water is wet. <laughs> Way to go out on a limb on that one. <laughs> um, there was more to the relationship or I don't know, the situation between Sansa and Arya. I also call that one. Like they were leading you down a path for you to believe something, and I was like, "No, nah, no, I'm not." I buying was it. very, I was hopeful. Like <laughs> I wouldn't say that I called it, but my theory was that they were playing Littlefinger, and that was my hope too, because it seemed that uh, it seemed that Arya was acting very out of character. Now, Hunter, our spoilers guy, does not believe that that was the case. He thinks that there was. It was a series of poor, poorly written choices, and then after Littlefinger had the conversation with Sansa, where he said to expect, you know, the worst thing that somebody could do, that's when she decided to turn on Littlefinger. I think that she'd been playing him from from the jump. That she was just like, "All right, I I I know this guy's a piece of crap, and we're gonna we're gonna play this." And he told San he told she told Arya to play along with whatever bullshit road that they're going to lead them that that he's going to lead her down and then we're just going to use that to turn it against him and call it a day that's my that's how i read the whole situation but it seems that it's fairly open to interpretation yeah see when in the finale episode when they were making you believe that sansa was cons- like conspiring with littlefinger and going to turn against arya that bothered me because couple episodes prior there was a conversation where with Brienne where it was like yeah we know we can't trust this guy but we need him mm-hmm. and then two episodes later she's like oh my sister what am I gonna do Littlefinger why, the other pro- why did the they problem need though him? uh he had he's he's the lord of the veil he has a army yeah they need but his wasn't men. what the, wasn't she like a big wig in the veil as well like last season I think she was until she returned to uh, Winterfell and became the Lady of Winterfell. Hmm. Okay. Um, the problem, though, that I have with believing that the sisters were playing Littlefinger from the jump is then why that weird conversation when Sansa found the bag of faces. See, I thought... I <laughs> like, figured Littlefinger wasn't that there to see that, though. We didn't see Littlefinger there to see that. I I feel like the show has the show has shown us all throughout Littlefinger's existence that he's got eyes and ears everywhere, and that if he wants to spy on someone, something or someone, he's going to do it. 
So I feel like it was the show leading us to think that shit was going south, but I kind of feel like that really uncomfortable, weird conversation was for Baelish's performance. It was performance. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. But and the there's tie-in nothing, is the knife. There's no way to prove that. You know what I mean? Like this is just what I think. They left that. They left it kind of ambiguous, and it yeah, could be. Yeah, I don't be. think we're ever gonna find out what which which way it went. But yeah, see, Hunter does not. I don't agree, agree with that. that. I don't agree with that. With what? I don't agree with the fact. Okay, there were two. There were a number of just slight, slight hints, like the 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 transfer of the knife at that point during the conversation. Arya makes a, an intimidating stance, but hands over the knife to Sansa. Mm-hmm. That, as we found out later. Which we all sort of knew that was a that was a thing that was that was communication without speaking, and the 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 hiding of the note as opposed to the destruction of the note. I mean, Arya has gotten to a point where she is sneakier, and I don't know, she's just better at what she's. Her, her chosen profession to just leave a bag of faces lying out. I guess that's true. And also, like, she's she is now like a trained, strained, trained stealth assassin, mm-hmm. and she's following Baelish around. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's following her. I don't know that I believe that he could get the drop on her like that. I just don't know that I buy that. And again, I, I can't prove it. It's just this is this is what this is how I read the whole situation, and it turns out that it's not as cut and dry as it seemed in my head. But to me, this episode made me stand on my chair and, and jump up and down because <laughs> it, it made all of the Winterfell was turning into Dorne, and uh, now retroactively, unlike Dorne, which is like, well, that was pointless. <laughs> now I look back on this and like, ah. That's really super cool. I'm I'm so happy that this is the way that turned out because because they were all they all three of those Starks just ganged up on him on the end and 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 Littlefinger's all like oh you didn't you weren't there you don't know what happened and Brand's like I'm there right now uh, you did this and said this um, three eyed Raven <laughs> yeah and boy is Littlefinger a predictable piece of shit begging for his life there at yeah the end. yep. <laughs> Yes. Uh, this episode was really satisfying, not just that Littlefinger, but also the uh, the news about Jon Snow's parents being confirmed, and like you could hear the entire fandom going, <laughs> "Yes, finally!" <thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other thing that's weird about the fandom right now is that everybody is really shipping uh, Jon and Daenerys, and I'm just like, incest. I'm. There's more people like I wouldn't say everybody's shipping it, but a lot of people are shipping it. But a lot of the people who are shipping it are also uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm glad that they're uncomfortable because I mean it's you've seen the memes on the internet season one like ew Cersei and Jamie it's so gross incest yuck and now the same people are just like John and Daenerys have beautiful babies together. <laughs> well, they're a couple of steps further away in the in the tree, you know, a couple of branches separate, and the two they of them. don't know. So 
Yes, that's I, also. I, good, I can't. Good I don't thing. fault them for it. It's not like blatant. Like, all right, let's hook up. It's not like they're going to go on Ancestry.com and figure <laughs> this shit out. <laughs> but uh, at the same token, that's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Like, I imagine <laughs> you posted something funny about I that did. earlier. I have to put it in the show notes. The uh, the morning after ravens from Winterfell <laughs> showing up at uh, John and Daenerys. <laughs> Love nest. <laughs> Did I imagine John and Daenerys are going to wind up in Winterfell, and then Sam's going to be like, "Hey, John, I really need to talk to you." And then he's going to like kiss Daenerys goodbye or something, and then he's going to be like, "You know what? You should probably hear this too." <laughs> and <laughs> and then the two of them are going to have a very unco- the three of them will have a very uncomfortable situation. But it does raise a lot of questions because. I've seen TV before, so I know that this conversation... Yes, I have. Okay. This conversation that that John and Daenerys had earlier about her not being able to have kids and him being like, did you consider the source of that news? Because it sounds like a sack of bullshit to me. (laughs) Uh, She's probably prego now. And if she's carrying Jon Snow's baby, if they don't want that baby to be a bastard, Jon's got to marry Daenerys. Mm -hmm. But if they find out that they're related... How's John going to feel about that? I don't know. Uh, there's always the possibility that one of them doesn't live. That is true. Yeah, that is a distinct possibility. That was I also something interest- I noted in this in this season. Not a lot of deaths. Yeah, that's the, uh, a problem that I read about um, that like we're so close to the end. You can't kill anybody just yet. Like. I mean, who? It was Littlefinger, and um, at the very beginning, um, Arya killed what's his name. Uh, yeah, but she killed him last season too. Yeah. Oh, that was a a, a recreation of last season. Okay, yeah. that's how long it's been since I've seen the season before that. And also, uh, what's his face, Thoris of Mir, mm. the guy who died on the uh, White Expedition. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, a couple of a couple of the guys got burned by the yeah. dragon, but I mean, like major players. Yeah, yeah, no, major players didn't bite it this season, and I've heard a lot of people, I've heard a lot of folks complaining about that, like, oh, this show's become so predictable. They didn't kill any of the main characters. Like, they kill main characters all the time. That's the curveball, bitches. <laughs> it, you expect them to kill people. And now you're now you're angry at the show for not killing people that you expected them to kill? <laughs> One mm. of my favorite memes that I've seen about this season was about Jorah going through all of that <laughs> unimaginable pain to get back to his to the love of his life only to be welcomed back into the friend zone. Friend zone. <sighs> <laughs> Poor guy, man. <laughs> All in all, it was I, I. It was a good season. I think it was. Yeah, it was a solid season. Um, I uh, when they, yeah, lo- lots of stuff happened. I was I was spoiled on the dragon thing. Um, back when that episode leaked, somebody had posted something online, and all I saw was a picture of the the dragon with the blue eyes, and oh. I was like, ah. Shit, like that last shot where he opens his eyes, mm-hmm. I saw that, and so I had to keep that quiet for a couple of days. That, uh, thank you. That oh, was obnoxious, but uh, yeah, that was um, 
That was something. See, I didn't see that coming because I didn't imagine, I didn't imagine in my wildest dreams that you know Daenerys had jet-powered dragons that would make it all the way there in time. Um, <laughs> but again, I I have no problem suspending that level of disbelief. Um, and uh, jet-powered this dragons. La- <laughs> this this last episode, the one that we're specifically talking about, like, all right, what what other was there was Theon getting his non-existent balls back. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> yes, um, it was. Good for him. But I think that's maybe the first time in the series I've ever rooted for Theon. I've wanted to root for him a couple of times. And, like, now I'm really okay with it. Like, yeah, he's done some awful stuff, but that dude has paid his dues, all right? <laughs> he has paid for some. his crimes in full. And now I'm okay with him redeeming himself. He is, he is allowed to try to redeem himself. And I'm glad he did. I'm glad he's going to go back for Yara. And I've been talking to my boss about this a lot. Like, I, she wanted to believe that Theon assessed the situation and then jumped off the you. boat. And no, no, you, he you, you, you. jumped off the boat because he was a freaking coward. <laughs> but it was the right call because if he did go after Yara, they'd both be dead right now. Just plain and simple. If he had made that, uh, decided to attack his. Cousin, uncle, uncle, uncle. Yeah, if he decided to attack that guy then and there, that would not have gone well for him at all. Now, questions. Go. Question number one: What the heck was up with Tyrion's weird look while John and Danny were banging? And two: What the hell was the rest of his conversation with Cersei? They're connected, and I know why. <laughs> okay, I read this on Twitter today, and then like. <laughs> I, I wish I had taken the guy's username to credit him because then I started seeing this theory pop up in articles written after this guy tweeted this, but it's pretty clever. Um, they previously talked about how Daenerys can't have children and she's not going to discuss her succession plans until after she takes the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. The conversation with Tyrion and Cer- Cersei, which, by the way was an amazing masterclass in acting between mm-hmm. those two. Holy shit. Yeah, that scene was awesome. Yes. But yeah. that conversation ended, well, we we stopped seeing it after Tyrion realized Cersei's pregnant. Tyrion thinks Danny can't have kids. Tyrion just promised Cersei her kid can take the throne after uh Daenerys dies. Mm. That's what that's so. That's what that look was about. About him was like, I don't think those two should be doing that because if they make a baby, my whole plan is fucked. But even still, his whole plan is fucked. Yeah. That's, oh, that's... well, they're all fucked. There's a fucking army of the dead oh, no, that I'm just even, broke I, the wall. I'm talking that's like without man, that. That's, <laughs> that's kind of that's some pretty nasty betrayal on Tyrion's part. Well, is it? He got the. I don't think he, he got what his they sister. wanted, which is Cersei's supposed cooperation in the battle against the dead. Danny doesn't have an heir. I hmm. I don't think he kind of did what he had. It. If if that's what he did, he did what he had to do. No, I I, I do not believe that he trusts his sister because he is the smart one. Jamie, yes, he can be fooled into it. Tyrion knows. That she's gonna double cross, triple cross, whatever, however many crosses there have been as of yet. So mm-hmm. he. Well, that's the other thing. He didn't have to be telling the truth if he made her that deal. Mm-hmm. It's true. Which is also. We've a already bit. established that uh, 
Everybody else on this show is capable of lying to each other. Yeah. Except for John. Except John. Now, speaking of Jamie, that was uh, something that I wasn't expecting. That was the second person I expected to die. And when, T- when Tyrion went in to talk to Cersei, I thought that was it. I thought that was what they were going out on this season was killing off Tyrion, and they didn't. Mm-mm. And Jamie, that was another scene that I was really impressed with, because like, I thought that was it for him. Yeah, and- especially when he pulled the sword. Yeah, as, uh, and then uh, she let him walk away, and that was uh, that was something. So now Jamie is heading. Jamie is heading north, mm-hmm. so he's going to tell them that Cersei's not coming, and also he's got to try to convince them that he's not on Cersei's team anymore. Right, which is going to be difficult because he killed Daenerys' father. He sure did. He did, and he did. Did he kill Ned? No. No. He killed Robert? Yes, yeah. he, killed he killed Robert, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> neither John nor Daenerys is going to be a big fan of his. Yeah, no, but I think Brienne might be able to help in that department. because God, she has so. She has a lot of respect for Jamie, if not more. And uh, Tyrion, if, if... Yeah, that's true. Their relationship is so... Flippy floppy though, Tyrion and Jamie. Like, yes, they're brothers and they it's but you know, forty five to fifty five percent of the time, like Jamie despises him. Does he? Yeah. I, really, I don't I know don't that really I picked get up on that. that from them. I mean, there's definitely some they wind up on the opposite side of things, but Jamie's <clears throat> kind of stuck up for him a bunch. Uh, I yeah, know. I think Jamie's Jamie's a really honorable guy. Like that's his deal. He is. He's also like he's also got a lot of that shithead Lannister in him, but <laughs> he wants to be he wants to be a good guy. He wants to be an honorable guy and he wants to do the right thing. He just doesn't always do that. And a lot of the time it's because he's blinded by one thing or another, including his love for his creepy crazy sister. So I feel it's fading too. Oh, I think it's, I mean, I don't know that the love necessarily has faded, but I think he has seen through her, her crazy at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that was his, him leaving right there, like saying, all right, I, I got to wash my hands of this because you are crazier than a bag of cats and I got to get the F out of here because uh, Army of the Dead, yada, yada. But on top of that, she is pregnant again with his kid. I'm assuming, we're all assuming because... I mean, apparently that guy's just... I'm like from 50-50 on that. I don't know. This episode made me think, lean a little bit more towards maybe she is telling the truth, but I don't know. That seems awfully convenient. Seems like quite the bargaining chip to lord over Jamie that just so happens, like, well, it just so happens I'm carrying another baby. And I don't, I I don't know. (laughs) It's probably exactly how she said it. Exactly, yeah. It is. All right, I think that's it. Did we cover it? We all enjoyed um, it. I really hope that Tormund is still alive. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I want to see. Uh, I. I don't think it'll ever happen. But we, Tormund we, will never get together with Brienne. We want to see. Brienne that, is repulsed by that man. He's <laughs> gonna do something that is. It's. It's like gonna be one of the most passionate moments of season eight. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's my call. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now that's a relationship I'm shipping for. But uh, oh boy, um, I have. If, if, I, I wish the uh, the Night King. I don't get. He's riding a he's riding a zombie ice dragon. He's spitting Godzilla fire all over this wall that's been in his way for God knows how long. Dude can't even crack a smile. Like, I'd be hand up in the air yelling Falcor at that point. And th- this guy's just like, whatever. War. How many? Who, okay, so when the wall came down, who was on the wall of importance? Really? It was just tormented Beric Dondarrion. Fire sword guy. Okay, the fire sword And if guy. he dies... Mm. Yeah, if the fire sword guy goes, then you know I'll miss the fire sword, but... Oh, that was one of the news stories we posted last week I thought was really interesting. That ain't a special effect. That sword's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I can see it, really neat. every time it, it, it lights up, he strikes the bottom of it. Like, you see a spark come out of his glove. Yeah. It's neat. <laughs> it is. I want one. That is a very, very neat effect. Good job, Game of Thrones. I uh, so yeah, I think that was it. We talked to uh, Theon. We talked to uh, Lannisters. Yeah. Okay. We, so we also got some real good dragon action this time around. Oh, like, lots of good dragon action. We, we got to dragon see death. dragons actually. Like besides the dragon getting killed, I mean, I've seen Dragonheart. I've seen dragons get killed, but like <laughs> this was like a dragon napalming the crap out of an army a couple of times. That's really cool, and you don't see that that often. Especially in this show. What I don't like about their their dragon fighting is all of the armies line up in that stupid way. They all get in one mm-hmm. big line. And when the dragon first attacks, it always comes head on. So it's not, it should like swing around to the side and just run up the line. And then the fight's over. They always go right through the center first. Waste of a move. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, question. You heard it here first. Expert dragon strategy. Expert dragon strategy right here. All right. I want to take a, a, a little a little bet. Who's the first to die in season eight? Ooh. Now, not counting deaths that may have happened in season seven that are confirmed in season eight. True death, season eight. Mm. Wow, that's tough. That is a very tough one. I don't know. I do know that I really want to see Clegane Bowl. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely want to see those two go at it. And I really hope the Hound wins. Yeah, me too. That was cute how uh, him and Brienne were like proud parents when they were talking about Arya. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. My call is Theon dies saving his sister. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that a good sounds bet. about right. <laughs> Way to jump on that back wagon. Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk some news. So uh, stay tuned. Are you enjoying us talking about Game of Thrones? Do you want more talking about Game of Thrones? Do you want more postulating on topics that concern the world of Westeros? Hunter Wilde's Game of Spoiler series is just what you're looking for. Marvel as he discusses unintended incest. Gasp as he talks about Arya's character choices. Leap for joy when you remember that Littlefinger is dead and all of fiction is better off for it. But most importantly, don't forget to check out Game of Spoilers, The Dragon and the Wolf. 
Dan Ryan continues his tour of Jersey breweries with a game pairing that may be a little on the nose, but it works so well you shouldn't give a crap. Kid Icarus for NES is a cult classic for several reasons, and its non-traditional take on platformers is one of them. Yacht Juice from Icarus Brewing is a beer that's also about non-traditional take on a traditional type of beer. Put them together and you have Bits and Brews, Icarus Brewing, Yacht Juice, and Kid Icarus. Give it a read! GeekAid's fantastically hilarious wrestling wrap-up show has returned for a brand new season, starting right now. Well, starting a couple of days ago, but still. JR and company have returned just in time for SummerSlam. And don't worry, even if you're not a wrestling fan, there's still lots of laughs to be had. Don't miss Ring the Bell SummerSlam 2017 over on the GeekAid YouTube channel. You can find all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hey, Chris. Hi, Evan. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Fantastic. It's time. For the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. Yes, it is. I love hearing you say that. I love saying it. All right, so do you have your, your time all ready? I do, and uh, this will be another twofer, but I Ooh, think I can do it. You think you could do it in the in, in the onesie? <laughs> I think I can do the twofer in the onesie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready, sir. And go. Okay, so two weeks ago, uh, there was a bunch of those stupid Pride Warrior guys, and they decided to take on Hit. And uh, taking on Hit is a bad idea because Hit is awesome. And uh, he basically took a bunch of punches from this super-duper uber-fast guy that was faster than his time skip until he could figure out how to fight him, and then he beat him, and it was fantastic. And uh, uh, Goku came and stepped in to, to help out because Hit was getting beat up because he got double-teamed. And then Goku came in in god mode, and basically uh, they both won and then shared a little moment and then moved on. So the following episode, Master Roshi's walking around, and he's, like, you know, assessing everybody. And then he, you know, he winds up doing these... He does the mafu bai, he does the against these like crazy trickery things. It was really, really smartly done. It was really awesome. And then he goes up against this just super strong dude, and he decides, screw limits. I don't have limits. I'm gonna go all out on this guy. And so he like super crazy kamehameha's him, and basically pass out, passes out, and almost dies. And Goku gets really sad, flies over and saves him. And Master Roshi is a super badass, and Goku is happy that his master is alive. The end. Congratulations, sir. You did it. Thanks. So did Master Roshi. He did the Mafuba! And we're back. Thank you so much for paying attention to the commercials and the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. And as a reward, here's some news. Um, Have either of you... I, I mean, Karen, you posted this. Have you seen this show, Transparent? No. Okay. I have not. I have not either. Um, but it has been renewed for season five. It's on Amazon Prime. Um... But the, the kicker is it's been renewed for season five before season four released. So in this article, it, it like there it has won a number of accolades and, and awards and whatnot. So it I was I'm assuming it's good. This is what I hear. Well, good for them coming. I mean, when it does it actually? Yeah. The, September twenty second is the fourth is when the fourth series. series. Yeah. So, I'll maybe I'll check that out. I have Amazon Prime, I think, and I like um oh what's his name? There's money in the the banana stand guy, Jeffrey Tambor. He's a very very good actor. So, 
Supposedly, this is like, I don't know, his role of a lifetime. He loves it. Like in in this article, that you know, there's quotes from him. And he's like, I'm going to be doing this till like, I can't do it no more. Like acting. As long as they'll let me do it, I'll keep doing this. Like he's made it his own, which is good. Which is, I mean, quite a feat for him. He's playing a transgendered man in his, I think he said 60s or 70s. You know, mm-hmm. re-experiencing life, which is interesting. So, more of that on TVs is good. Um, Karen, you also posted this one, and it stuck by me the first time I I, I worked my way through the feed because you know. Sorry, just a <laughs> second. I just noticed this in this article about Transparent, which is that that this is the longest running Amazon oh. series now with this renewal. Yes, I think that's a pretty cool thing. It is. Uh, Amazon's programming having some staying power. Good for you, Amazon. Now we can only hope the same for the tick. Um, this list was interesting to me. Very short. Inter- it, it, comforting television shows for stressful times. When the world can feel too exhausting, sometimes you just want something to offer a simple escape. Here are a few shows that will help, that will envelop you in their warm embrace. Okay. I agree with some of these. Some of them I have no idea what they are. So we got The Simpsons, 30 Rock, The Great British Baking Show. I don't know that one. Karen? What is this from? It, it's it's in the feed. It's from the New York Times. Oh, it's from New York Times. I'm yeah. like, I'm, what, why should I care about some rando's top ten list? Yeah. But like Gilmore <laughs> Girls is on here. The Good Place. Uh, Daria, which I thought was weird. Friends. I mean, some of them make sense to me. Some of them not so much. I don't know being Erica. But cute little list. Check it out. Yeah, I thought it was a good reference for people. Um, definitely feel like some of these are like very solid background shows for us, particularly friends. Yeah. I mean, like the problem with, all right, for a show to be a background show, you really ha- should have seen it already. Mm-hmm. So that you could zone in and out type of thing. I haven't seen a number of these. Like, I have not watched a single episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't think. Not I tried watching that show a couple of times. Not a big Andy Samberg fan. Yeah, it didn't, didn't catch me. But, on the other hand... It's got good jokes, but it's just not quite there. Was Law & Order on this list? No. It was not. It, it's it, all, like, comedies. It wasn't oh. a list specifically made for Chris. Or, yes. <laughs> At least lighthearted shows, not like... Gotcha. These are good for background. These are more like, this will take away some of your stress from the nightmare we live in. (laughs) 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 All right, so we got a couple of teases about uh, next season's Arrow. Um, Michael Emerson has been, you know... He's we we already commented on the fact that he is going to be in next season, and he's going to be the bad guy. Um... Like, apparently, like from what I'm reading in this article, he's going. Like, he doesn't. I like the guy. I think he's a very good actor, but I feel like he consistently plays like the same character. And apparently, that's it. Seems that that's what's going to happen again, which is yeah. Which they're good. saying is similar to <laughs> other characters he's played, but they're going to try and make him different. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But um, didn't it say? in here who he is and he's something from the comics no no that was uh, another 
The other one. The other car- the other bad guy. The other villain is going to yes. be based on Richard Dragon. So. Which is a very silly name. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't like you're not a fan of Dick Dragon? I mean, it's- <laughs> you got a problem. With- <laughs> you got a problem with Dick Dragon? <laughs> No, sir. No, I don't. <laughs> now that you also, said it that way. <laughs> that's what you said. <coughs> um, yeah, I like the guy. I think he's going to be a good addition to the show. I'm not expecting him to... Like, he's like he's a character. Uh, he's the same guy over and over again, and I'm okay with the guy that he plays. So, <sighs> This next article, I don't know. I, it seemed like a waste of energy on Netflix's part but apparently netflix is developing marijuana strains based on some of their shows yeah (laughs) and the opening line i mean was just oh netflix and chill may mean something different soon so apparently they're putting some money into designing marijuana strains that might fit best to the shows that they are titled after or I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't smoke weed anymore, so. <laughs> I just. I, I marvel at the world we live in. This sometimes. is yes. This is absolutely absolutely the world that we live in right now. Um, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like okay. There's Moon Thirteen, which is a mystery science theater one. I thought that was funny, <laughs> but other than that. <laughs> Every Poussey Riot that's based off, you know, Orange is the New Black. Mm. So that's cert. They're, I mean, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> but like, is this really the market that they want? I guess so. Sitting at home watching TV. I mean, it's a Money's smart money. business. Yeah, it's a smart business move for them. You know, they get their customers smoking their brand of weed. Uh, they're that much more likely to sit there and watch more Netflix. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true. True. Well played, Netflix. My apologies for doubting you. Um, now, USA Today posted a, a, an article that I found really interesting because the what they're doing is they're tying in how do how do I say this? Like how people watch the Marvel shows if they're not watching them in order or of order of release. So like if they're binge watching, like all of them are released and they're binge watching, they they see trends on how people go from one show to another. And as a comic book person, I get some of them, like those who watch Luke Cage usually start after that watch Iron Fist because that's a comic book thing. Daredevil leads into Jessica Jones. It's That's the motif of, of their, their comics. I get that. But later on in the article, it starts talking about how if people watch, like, dark comedies, they watch this this Marvel. Like, I thought that Netflix didn't release metadata like this. Well, I think they're, you know, selectively releasing the information they want to release. Uh, okay. I also am annoyed by this article's headline because the main point that they make in here is that... Uh, if you watch Defenders without knowing any of the other characters that most people after that fall in that category after watching Defenders are going straight to Jessica Jones. But the headline says, you won't believe what shows lead viewers to watch Netflix Marvel series. I, 
Why wouldn't I believe that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jessica Jones is the best character in Defenders. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't see them going straight to Daredevil because of the way Dare- Daredevil was in Defenders. Uh, maybe Luke Cage, but not any more than Jessica Jones, and certainly not Iron Fist. <laughs> Weakest by far. Yeah. But we'll get to Defenders and our issues and 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 non-issues with it. Yeah, in a, in a few weeks. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's interesting how Netflix ties these things together. Um, yeah. Oy. This this next article really, really bothered me. Really? Yeah. Because, as you know, I, at one point in time, had a massive Pops collection. And there, there was just one Pop that I was waiting to be released. And I still have yet to get that Pop. Moon Knight Pop? Absolutely. I had to make my own. But... If I want to, in December, I can go out and get a Pickle Rick. Two versions of a Pickle Rick, mind you. <laughs> Pickle Rick! <laughs> Funko is, is, is releasing uh, two versions of Pickle Rick pop. Uh, one with his battery-powered laser and the other with the pneumatic or the, the drill bit the hand things that he was killing everything with. I mean, it's cute and all. That like, this is the type of pop that got me into collecting pops because I have this thing for if it's a, uh, it's a, if it's horrific and somebody makes it look cute, I'll buy it. And the art imagery in Rick and Morty, Pickle Rick was horrific looking. It was scary, but this looks adorable. <laughs> so, yeah, Pickle Rick got a them. pop before Moon Knight. Pickle did. Rick. Pickle Rick got a pop before Moon Knight did, yes. Well, no offense to Moon Knight, Uh, but Pickle Rick was sort of a major phenomenon recently. Yeah. Yeah. Striking while the the pickle's hot, as they say. Boo. Boo. That's what she said? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're you're cut off from that now. (laughs) You're abusing it. Hot pickles and dick dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This next story... I was of two minds because it's very nice that Disney is donating a huge sum of money to uh, Hurricane Harvey recovery efforts. Um, I just like it's it's a million bucks. That's fantastic. But didn't they spend like a billion and a half to two billion for Star Wars? Yes. Like they got the funds. Like Facebook is doing the same thing. <laughs> Anywho, kudos for them. Um Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. Right. Like, sure, they could have given five million, but you know what? They decided let's throw a million dollars at Texas. And, and they are throwing it via the Red Cross, um, which is great. Facebook is donating. They're donating a million, but it, in this article it was worded funny. I don't know if they're donating a million plus matching whatever they raise via this the social network, or is it 
they're donating up to a million if the social network raises a million. Either way, know. either way, Facebook is, is is dumping out a bunch of money also. Uh, for the Center for Disaster Philanthropies Hurricane Harvey Recovery Fund. God damn, that's a hell of a title. Yeah, Center for Disaster Philanthropy. I went to look that up today because <laughs> what the hell is that? And then I couldn't get there because I think their site crashed because of traffic, which is great. Yes. Well, we're with you, Texas. Stay strong. Uh, those of us who lived in New Jersey through Sandy, yes, we yeah, understand is, what you're going through. Yeah. yeah, it's been what's been raining there for like like they've gotten more rain in the past three days than they have in a year. In a or year something. together, I don't know. something. It, it, it was it was something ridiculous like that. Um, seeing as we we discussed Game of Thrones earlier, let let this <laughs> these numbers like are are mind wobbling. Um, the season finale acquired like the highest ratings of any episode of Game of Thrones with 16.5 million viewers watching at time of viewing and same night stream. I want to find the number, I think, with after that streaming, like after not same night, it was... 30 was it 31 million people it's like 31 or 32 million people watched the season finale of game of thrones season seven mm-hmm. those are those are big numbers okay i liked at the end of this article it's st- uh was that a 10 share i think it was or 11 share which i still i still don't know what that means um the 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 show started at a one point one. Yes. Like season one averaged a one point one, which is two point five million viewers. Live, same day, no 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 streaming afterwards. But even still, let's double that. Say two million. Fucking thirty more million people are watching this show. Mm-hmm. Um I swear I didn't post this to throw it in your face, or Evan. What? <laughs> Anything? I feel like but, I feel um, like a butt's come up. There it is. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just that when I brought up talking about this episode this week, you I know you were a little nervous that maybe people wouldn't have seen it yet, and I just this is like the show that people are still watching, like as it happens. Well, this this season for- it's a it's a di- kind of a dinosaur in that way. I think. But uh, HBO is one of the few players in the game who could still put out something that's so good that people have to see it as when it's on. Right. Um, season six, it's like for closer comparison, season six had uh, 25.7 million viewers. And that includes both mm-hmm. live and delayed. Um, that's like, what was it, like a 35% increase? That's ridiculous, yep. and they're and they're canceling. They're ending it next season. Like that just seems silly to me. Well, the story is ending. The story ended. They're 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 making story. 
Well, well, the no, story the has didn't end. <laughs> yeah, let me, they let me clarify that. I apologize. The story. <laughs> the books ended. They ran out of source material, which honestly, when they started it, dudes had time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's been doing. Living, <laughs> so rollic, rollicking in money, <laughs> chilling, chilling. Occasionally pressing a button on a keyboard. <laughs> the. Um, so yeah, it, I, I, I can only imagine what it's going to be next season. Jesus, another 35% will kick it up into the, the 45 range. That's, that's, that's nuts. It's a lot of people watching a show about boobs and dragons. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's why People who post on Facebook on Monday, oh, I guess I'm the only one who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, you are. Now shut up. <laughs> the only one. It doesn't make you cool. <laughs> yeah, every single week, I don't watch Game of Thrones and I never will. Okay. Good for you. Good. <laughs> Why Other do you people feel the like need to stuff. tell us this? Your loss. Yeah. <laughs> let people like things, for God's sake. No. Cannot let that happen. Um. I forgot that this was actually this, this next article uh, was actually coming. Uh, Lock and Key, which I was actually excited about when I first heard about it, um, has started to cast people for the. This is going to be a pilot on uh, on Hulu. Now, this kid that this article is about, um, Jackson Robert Scott. Now. I looked at this kid's credentials, and for however old he may be, I don't know, looks maybe 10, not really good at this, he's got some pretty heavy stuff under his belt. Fear of the Walking Dead, Criminal Minds, like, he's he's in the new It. Like, I think, I, I, I'm hoping, like, they do the show correctly, and he is going to be a very good fit for for this show. I'm really curious visually what this show is going to look like, what what it's actually going to look like when people are putting keys in their heads. That's, <laughs> That's one of those things that, like, you don't even think twice when it happens in the comic book. <laughs> right. Because it's, you know, it's hand-drawn, it's weird, but, like, you really got to think about the logistics of that when you're making it into a real visual effect, and I'm curious how they're going to pull that off. <laughs> yeah, they... they <laughs> yes, to answer your question, Karen... Chris put it very simply, but yes, he is correct. That's what they do. The keys give okay. powers. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm extremely interested in in seeing this. Um, I didn't see. I did. I didn't. It's not saying when. Still, I think it's too early to say. Yeah, if there's just casting. So, which is fine because I'm realizing now I still haven't finished reading that series. That's I. I I'm I'm sorry. I was reading it, and then I then I heard they were ending it, and so I said, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna wait until it's over, and then I'll plow through the rest of it." Because I was tired of like reading an issue, and then be like, (laughs) "So then I bought the last trade paperback when it was finally out and done and collected together." I said, "All right, now I have the whole series. Now I can read it." And I just never got around to it. I keep forgetting to. Well, I got to do that. That happens. Because that series is amazing. It is a good series. Very good series. Um, 
I don't know why, but I've been seeing a lot of postings and, and information about The Good Place recently. Like, more than I thought was necessary. But apparently they're taking next season and they're showing it from the perspective of the Ted Danson character, which is great. More Ted Danson is more gooder. More gooder. Because we... More good placer. Like, it's going to be tough for them to, to... Like, we know the twist. Like, that's that's, you know... And I liked that they said in this article that they're not going to try and top that, per se. They're just going to do something different. Keep making the show that they've been making, and I am fine with that. Yeah, this, was, this, this, is, this was a surprise. Like, this was a, this was a very good show. And I, how long ago was that? I feel like it was a long time. <laughs> yeah, it feels like forever. The, the wait for this show to come back is, like, excruciating. I can't wait. I feel like it's over a year. Has it been over a year? <laughs> No. no, it ended in the spring. Yeah, so it's been <laughs> a season. Has it, was, it been a it season? It was early spring. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep my eyes out for it because I'm super interested to see where where this is going. Like, ditto. It's 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 on my radar. Um, oh my goodness gracious! I oh, it's coming back September thirtieth. Really? Sorry, oh. September September twentieth. Wow, that's that's quite that's, soon. Yeah. That's quite soon. Damn it. Where where did We just started Orange is the New Black. Uh, like we just started it. <laughs> Sorry. Not the whole series, mind you. We just started um Season five. Season five. Uh, well. Which came out in June. So we're only about three months behind. You're fine. You'll be fine. When did the last episode air? Why won't er, IMDb app, stop being a butt. It's just, I can do this on a desktop in like 14 seconds here. <laughs> I can just look at, here's the episodes. Here we go. Season one. There we go. Uh, January 19th. Oh, was, it did end early. That was yeah, season. January. Was that the first episode or the last episode? Last episode, Michael's Gambit and Mindy St. Clair. The Both episodes aired on January 19th, 2017. Okay. So damn, it has been a long ass time. Yeah, it has a long ass time. Well, so you're saying Next the twentieth, the thirtieth? Which one was it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, let's see, season the first episode aired. Um, the first episode, the pilot aired on September nineteenth. No, 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 for season two. That's what I'm saying, oh. and it's the uh, season two is premiering September twentieth. So it'll be almost exactly a year since uh, the first episode. Okay, of the first season. Okay, all right, good information to have. <laughs> the third episode of season two is called Dance Dance Resolution. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad oh, to see they I haven't lost their show to come back. Yeah, please watch this show. We want more them of them to keep making it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's great. It's really, really well done. Um, I, okay. I fully agree with the title of this article. Um, Amy Schumer has stated, I don't deserve equal pay to Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. I, I, I full wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, apparently, there was some rumors going around at one point in time that she was demanding equal pay from, from Netflix for her special. And she got like $11 million for that, that special. 
And then right after that, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock both signed deals for $20 million per special. And if I'm not mistaken, Chris did two specials. So Yes, he did. I don't, oh, what Chappelle did too. Chappelle did too. Uh, Chappelle, right. Chappelle did too. Chris uh, Rock did not. Rock did one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I don't think she. I don't think she's that funny. So I, you know, it, it's it's weird how this this article is trying to make me feel about equal pay and 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 the pay gap and whatnot. Like I agree with that, but it's also. Like, yes. This isn't about that. Like she said, those two have paid their dues. Like, those two have earned a hell of a lot more as far as, like, she's popular right now, but she hasn't been at this as long as those guys, which is why she felt that she didn't deserve exactly the same as them. She did feel that she deserved more, I believe, and she fought for that. And that's your wage gap thing right there. But it's equating her with Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle is... You, you just you can't. I no. mean, even if you do love Amy Schumer, which I have no problem with her, I th- I think she's pretty funny. But like, that'd be like comparing Mike Birbiglia to Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Mike Birbiglia is fantastic, but he's not. He's not like those two have basically reached legend status right. at this point, and it's just uh, she's not there yet, and she knows that, and I love that she knows that, and I think that's great. <laughs> I am annoyed that this article exists. <laughs> Why does this... The story is woman, you know, not even woman, person is offered X amount of dollars for their work, uh, negotiates for a higher rate that they feel that they're worth. And then it's reported through some as anonymous source that she was a bitch who went on a power trip and equated herself, which turned out to not be true. And she had to go out there and clear her name and say, no, of course I didn't say that. I'm not an idiot. But, like, why, why is this a story? Why do we... If... <laughs> ah. <laughs> Feel like why is a person's salary <laughs> negotiation like any kind of news? It's because there's other things to be distracted from. <sighs> it just, just I don't understand why, why anybody like I don't understand why people are out there saying these untrue things about her making these unreasonable demands, and I don't know why. Like, who cares? Who cares if if this was just like a regular company hiring an employee, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like, I don't know. This is making me crazy. It's making my head hurt. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I haven't heard anything about this show. How, uh, the, the Mosaic? Have either of you? Yeah. Uh, no, I, but I thought it was an interesting premise. It, is, it seems interesting. Um, Mosaic is a new project by Steven Soderbergh. Um, it is, what is it? A branching narrative project. And it's going to be on HBO. Now, when I hear branching narrative, I think choose your own adventure books. Mm-hmm. I don't. I apparently it's not going to be like that. It, it because that would be very very different difficult. Um, it would be, but it's like you can follow the same story through different ex- interpretations. I, I don't even. 
it's going to be uh, based on interactivity with the viewer they will be able to choose which character's perspective they want to watch so it's not like something is different is going to happen based on the choices you make okay it's just that you're going to see a different part of the story based on the choices all you right make. so it's set to be a six episode series and they are highlighting sharon stone and garrett headland i don't know who, do you know garrett do we know garrett i do not okay um so i'm i'm going to assume seeing as not a lot of information is given here th- that it is they're making 12 episodes Six of them by Sharon, and six of them from the from the perspective of Sharon, and six of them from the perspective of Garrett. That you could, I guess, bounce back and forth from, and two. I don't know how it's going to work, but I do think it's interesting. The the they're saying they're going to um, the story is going to f- premiere on a free app. Which is always how it starts. <laughs> always a free app. And I think that it's a. Oh, it says it revolves around a murder, but it's not a murder mystery. Right. But I think that's an interesting subject matter to use for this kind of experiment, because you know, if you if you watch a lot of crime shows, that the perspective really. That brings a lot to the story as far as like trying to figure out what happened. Right. Right. You know, you, as far you, as the information what kind of information given. you have. Right. So I think it'll be cool. It looks it definitely looks interesting. Um I I I can't I I am so excited to see the season second season of Stranger Things. Yeah. It's coming. Okay, we got a set of uh, new posters. Um, the The imagery is great because it's you know single shot, one person's face, one each. Like there's a number of them. It seems that each of the characters got um, pictures. You know uh, their own, their own independent poster, um, and they're like looking in different directions and it means different things and so on and so forth but i like the fact that the 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 straight poster the raw poster looks like it's been folded in quarters which is mm-hmm. just to make it look aged which is great like they're they're sticking with it um there's a couple of reveals about other new characters that are, are going to be in the show um which one? Which which one was he? Was he the Green Ranger? Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, he, a, a, a past Power Ranger is is going to be <laughs> played. Yeah, you know, just as Power Ranger. Um, new characters: Billy, uh, and his sister. The like they are possibly like the well. Billy is supposed to be. The, the like the bully of the ep- of the series, um, it's just it's just slowly but surely revealing more and more tidbits about this show, and like, it looks fantastic. All the the teasers and 
trailers that we've seen so far, I mean, they they did it right the first time, and it seems that they're doing it right again. Um, also in this, it does say in here um, that it looks like Steve is going to have a larger role in the show, which I think is good. Yeah, I think that character is interesting. Also, this this article came to us from the Nerdist. Um, there is a video attached to the bottom, and I don't know if you watched it, but I did, and it's great about this. I don't know this this possible thread with Will Byers being the villain for next season. You know, the kid that was in the Upside Down and came back. Like that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That would be cool. All right. Um, EW actually posted something new this week. Seeing as the Defenders just finished, I'm kind of surprised that this released as quickly as it did. But we got a first look at. The new and enhanced Misty Knight. This looks so badass. It looks badass. I just, I, I mean, it's like, it. the comic books are coming to life, and I'm really okay with it. <laughs> um, spoilers, Misty Knight in the comics has a fake arm, a, a cybernetically enhanced arm. Spoilers, next season of Luke Cage, she is going to have that arm or something similar to it. Um, What I find very interesting is in the comics, she was given that arm by Tony Stark. This is a a possible area of tie-in to the MCU. I hope it would happens. be nice to have a little Stark Industries something on there. I mean, because the- it doesn't have to be personally hand delivered by Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't think he knows who Misty Knight is, but uh, in the MCU. But yeah, let's 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 do that little tie-in. Let's let's have that. It- that one that doesn't cost you anything. No, I mean maybe a decal on a on a box. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I wonder if uh, Tony Stark is also with the one who like cybernetically enhanced her bra in Defenders. <laughs> So I don't know if you watched Defenders yet, Bevan, yes. but this woman got an upgrade of some sort in the <laughs> undergarment department because she looks fantastic. Yes. Her boobs did yes. not look yes. like yes. that. Yes, she got a cybernetically enhanced brassiere, <laughs> courtesy of Which, Stark good Industries. Her. Good for her. <laughs> I want that bra. If it's available, I will buy it. So, yep, check that out. It's pretty cool imagery. It's just one still of, you know, Misty and Luke walking in what looks to be a garage. And she's got a pretty badass fake arm, prosthetic arm. Just, and of course, it's her gun hand. Like, this just, all sorts of right. I even want those boots. Like, I want everything <laughs> about that image. <laughs> they toned down the, the fro a little bit, though. Like, she was... She was Misty Knight in Defenders. Like that that is an iconic image of of Misty Knight with very big hair. They seem to have toned it down. They toned it back down to the original version of her for uh for Luke season 2. So. Yeah, she still looks good. <laughs> um Karen I'd do her. <laughs> you posted up this next one and I had no idea. Speaking of badass women, <laughs> no idea whatsoever, and I am I am extremely curious to see the show. Apparently, ABC Signature, they're 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 
Julia Child as a CIA agent drama dramedy. Yes. Yeah. Everything about that. Yes. yes. All all of that's yes. Just apparently Julia Child was an agent for the OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA. Now, that's real. Yes. I okay, did not know that. Just during the World War II era. So now they're possibly making a dramatic comedy, a dramedy about that. Yes. I find this so exciting. Like, hello. I love everything about it. <laughs> that's like, come on now. That's that's a lot of fun. That sounds like yeah. A- <laughs> if you know anything about Julia Child, she's a really interesting person, and so I I just think this is going to be a great show. I hope it like gets out of development hell and makes it to our screens because I would like to watch it. <laughs> I concur. Uh Coming from a, coming to us from the Nerdist again, uh, the new Kermit the Frog voice actor makes his first appearance. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I couldn't. I, yeah, you got a chance to. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell a difference. I mean, it was. Well, I could definitely tell a difference. It's he seems to be leaning a little bit more. Um, I guess he sounds a little bit more Hanson-y, I guess. Okay. Um. It sounds a little bit more effortless, I think, than um, the 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 guy that had been doing it, because he, he you know his impression of Henson doing Kermit had evolved quite a lot. Um, but this one sounds sounds pretty good. I'm I'm all right with it. Okay. Um, you know what? What I will cut in the audio from the video right here. And now for another Muppet Fault of the Week. Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. My mistake, it's this way. Join us again next week for another Muppet Thought of the Week. And now you don't have to actually look at that article. (laughs) 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 So, I... I'm okay. It seems fine to me. It's not like he's got an English accent or anything now, so still good. All right. Finally, like, okay. A little, little behind the curtain here. Right before we do the recording, I try to watch whatever episode we are going to be talking about, and then right after that, I read the news articles. Again, if I catch some during the week... But I at least read them once right before we start recording. And I, the, today I had some time and I started trolling, you know, wandering around Facebook. And I found this on whose feed was it? this was on Izzy's feed. Izzy is Jangus's sister. She posted this <laughs> this article. I did, it's not even really an article, but it is. 80 things you probably screamed at your TV during the Game of Thrones season finale. Thanks, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all of them are correct. <laughs> okay. All of them. Um, <laughs> Especially the last one. Yes. Well, I'm just, I, there was a couple of them that made me 
like just giggle like it just wouldn't be a Podrick scene without mentioning his legendary Wang. Um, convenient how there's someone here for everyone to want to kill. <laughs> Run, you beautiful ginger bastard. <laughs> Run, you beautiful. Yes. Uh, and the memes that were interspersed throughout this list were pretty great. I've too. done plenty of things I regret, not compared to me. You haven't. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of suck, dude. <laughs> like, like this is funny stuff. Um, my favorite was the um, the three eyed raven meme. Yes, <laughs> that made me laugh. I'm not going to spoil it because it is a visual. Um, <laughs> the. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about this. I'm both confused and aroused. And this is this is playing along right with the episode, so you could you could read them as you're watching. And the last one was well shit. <laughs> Which is in fact exactly what was said in this house. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say I didn't see it coming because as soon as at some point in this season somebody said like the wall has stood for 700 years and it's always kept the White Walkers back and we're all going to be fine. As soon as that was said, you know the wall's coming down. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, I did like number 72 as well. Um, Tormund, get out of there. You have to make monstrous babies with Brienne. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a lot of fun. Every once in a while, BuzzFeed comes out with a good one. And I'm shocked that it's this long because usually they're like about a tenor. And then they start getting a little tired. All of these were, were were very entertaining. And nicely ties into our Game of Thrones talk from earlier. Yeah. Nice little treat for you listeners for having stuck with us through all these new stories. <laughs> you can't nut punch a eunuch. <laughs> all right. Chris. Yes, Evan. I, I, I'm hoping that you have a spiel for me. I do, and it says, you can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S, Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we post something new every single day. That's right. I went back to that. Nice. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. All right. There is no picking for this week because I already picked Dirk Gently, Holistic Detective, season one, episode one for, I don't know, what, two weeks ago? And we are finally going to talk about it next week. We're all on board with that, people? We're good? Yes, we okay. are. We'll jump back in the order and then and, Chris will follow that yeah, right. and then we'll be back in our regular rotation um this is episode 95 so we have five more episodes that and then we'll be at our 100th episode which our 100 episode spectacular so yeah i think we're going to try to make something spectacular i don't know evan you're always oh stop it you're making me blush
So, but it's going to be a thing, and hopefully it'll be a fun thing. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Insert quote here. (laughs) Really? Damn it, I had one. Really, Chris? We're we're fucked. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.